Welcome to Victorious Living. These appetites of the flesh are at war with the soul of man, where the, where the will of man is exercised. Your will is exercised out of your soul, out of your mind. And so until we understand how to control our thought life, we will forever be in the murky waters of disobedience because we're not controlling our our mind where where decisions are made. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing a message with us he's entitled, Why Satan Wants Control of Your Will. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here is Pastor Cowan as he shares with us why Satan wants control of your will. The mind, the soul or the mind did not get born again. So it is ever in the renewal process. And you can quit that at any time that you will to do it. You can, you can cut that short uh, or you, can, you, can, you don't even have to will to do you don't have to even apply yourself because that lies within the parameters of what you're willing to do it lies within the parameters of do you want to read the bible or do you want to pray or do you want to rejoice or do you want to we could go through a number of things that comes down to this am i willing to do this some folks are willing to do one but they're not willing to do the other some folks are willing to do some but not all so God is looking for us to express our desire, our, our will and our desires, our want to. God is looking for us to express that in our life. So don't pray God make me because he's not going to. God, God, God's not even, if God's going to make somebody do something, he'd get this nasty world out there saved. I mean, it's a, it's a mess out there. But what can we expect when man's trying to do it? There, there's no man that's going to be able to solve the world's problems except one. And that's the man, Jesus. He's going to solve the problem. We can feud, we can fuss, we can fight, we can be in one corner and you're in another corner and in the corner and we can, we can feud and fuss and fight and argue, which just simply goes to the fact that the mind is not renewed. But, but doing all that does nothing for us other than us just kind of yielding our will to the adversary. And that's what happens. That's what happens a lot of times. You, the one thing you don't want, ever want to do, don't get in a debate over religion. Amen. Just quote the Bible and don't argue and don't try to coerce or force somebody to see it like you see it, even though that might be the way they should or are to see it. But when you try to force them, you're done, you're done, you're working out of your soul and not your spirit. Amen. I'm going to get me a little machine like they do on television, you know, on, on these people that cuts, uh, says something funny. They click that little thing and you hear all this laughter and ain't nobody in the house. I'm going to get me one of them. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
So these appetites of the flesh are at war with the soul of man where the, where the will of man is exercised. Your will is exercised out of your soul, out of your mind. There's where decisions are made is in the mind. Uh, you, will, you made a decision in your mind, I think I'll go to church tonight. And for those that didn't think, I don't think I will go tonight. All of that's in the head. That's, that's in the head. That, that's where uh, decisions are made is in the head. Amen. And so until we understand how to control our thought life, we will forever be in the murky waters of disobedience because we're not controlling our, our mind where, where decisions are made. So we want to come up out of the murky water. So these appetites of the flesh are at war with the soul of a man where the will of man is exercised. This is where the warfare against the life of faith and faithfulness is being fought every day in our life. Every day in our life. There is no ceasing. There's no, you know, well, let's take a day or two off here. Satan doesn't take a day or two off. So there's no taking a day off. This is where in the mind, in the soulish area, this is where the warfare against the, against the life of faith, the Bible says that we live by faith or that we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle and it's not just something that we use on special occasions. It becomes a lifestyle or is to become a lifestyle. Now I've heard people say this when they were trucking along and then all of a sudden something unexpectedly happens, unexpectedly happens. Then I've heard them say this to me. You know, I, I knew right then I needed to get right back up on my faith. Well, that's a, that's, that's a contrary statement to the word because the Bible says the just shall live. In that word shall, it means it actually means they just must live by faith in order to receive what God has produced for them. So whatever it is that God's produced for you, it belongs to you and to us and to his people. And so this is where then the warfare against the life of faith and faithfulness is being fought every day in our life. This war is waged against our prayer life our life of obedience. Did you ever think uh, sometime, well, not today, I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend some time with God, but yet there was something in you telling you you needed to do something else. Let me turn on the machine back here. <laughs> yeah, we all have. We all have, you know, that, that we, we say, that when we, now, Lord, tomorrow when we lay down, now, now tomorrow, Lord, I'm going to do a little better than I did today. And I'm going, Lord, uh, I prayed 10 minutes yesterday, but this today I'm going to pray an hour. And then you, you find yourself in a struggle. Or you might say, I'm going to read five chapters or whatever. You find yourself in a struggle. Why? Because Satan's working on there. Then he, he's not working. He's not coming at you with a pitchfork and a red tail. No, no, no. He's coming to, against your mind. He's coming against your thought life. He is working on your mind and your thought life and he can give you a hundred reasons why you haven't got time to read the Bible. 
or a hundred reasons why you can't pray, uh, you know, like you had intended to the night before. And so this is where the warfare against the life of faith and faithfulness is being fought every day in our life. This war is waged, as I've said, against our prayer life. And you know, here's, let me say, I get all these thoughts when I'm preaching. It's not any need for anybody to try to present themselves spiritual to impress people. What difference does it make what people think about you? And so, no, listen, we, if we're gonna try to impress somebody, and I don't, I don't know anybody that's doing that, so don't misunderstand me. But if we're going to impress somebody, we certainly ought to have Jesus up at the top of the list. Let's impress God. Can, can God be impressed? He can be pleased. Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. So God can be pleased. So if I'm going to strive to do anything, I want to strive to please God, not to impress you or not, not to make you think I'm some spiritual something. No, God knows what I am and what I ain't, and you know what you are and what you ain't. And so we don't want to do that, folks. Some people do that. I want you to understand that. I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that. I guess you have. But there are a lot of people that try to impress you with their spirituality. But what happens even if they impress you? What are you going to do for them? If they impress, if, you know, if you're impressed by them, so what? No, we want to please God because he can do something for us. He can produce something in my life that he's already produced before. And so we want to do that. Is everybody still here? Well, I'll cut the noise. I'll cut that down a little lower the volume there. I'm teasing. And so this is where this warfare, so this war Fair is waged against our prayer life, our life of obedience to God, our praise life. Well, now, you know, Brother Charles, I don't do much praise and I just like to sing a little bit. Well, now, praise, have you ever looked in the Bible and see how often praise is mentioned in the Bible? Have you ever looked the different definitions of praise and, and, and of praise and looked to what is it that shows that you're praising? Look it up sometime. I mean, you, I'm praising God. I just praise God. See, you're using your words, but you're not, you're not very intimated with your excitement. Amen. Oh, this is good. Amen. So this, the, when, when the lust of the flesh is ruling in a person's life, there is the absence, listen to what I'm fixing to say. The, there is the absence of obedience and the revering of God, reverence to God. Listen, you, the way you reverence God is by doing it the way he tells you to do it. You're giving reverence to him. So let me say it again, that uh, when the lust of the flesh is ruling, there is the absence of obedience to God and the reverencing or revering of God. Why? Because Satan through the mind and to the mind wants to take that away from you, take you where you are not willing to do that. Amen. 
Well, I'm doing pretty good, you know. Well, in your sight, you are. But not always in the sight of God. Not always in the sight of God. So the will of man can contain godly authority or it can contain fleshly authority. Your mind has, has fleshly authority until it's brought under the control of godly authority. So the will of man can contain godly authority or fleshly authority. And they will be located, these will, this, this will be located in the soul or the mind, which is the place where authority is exercised and put into action, comes right out of your mind. Comes right out of my mind as to what I am willing to do, what I want to do. It comes right out of our mind. Now look what Jesus said himself. How many of you believe we ought to pay attention to what Jesus said? Let's look and see what he said in John's gospel, the seventh chapter. In the last day, this is the 37th verse, John 7. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. Now he, the word cried means he shouted it aloud. He proclaimed it aloud. He, he in a raised voice, it says that he, he cried. So in the last day, that great day. It's our hope that today's message, Why Satan Wants to Control Your Will, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request offer number 27. Today's offer is 27. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.